Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this HR Chat episode, we're going to consider ways to employ people in new territories and some of the compliance and procedural issues that come with it. My awesome guest this time is Saga Katri, co-founder and CEO over at Multiplier, a global employment solution that allows businesses to employ compliantly in markets where they don't have a legal entity established. Saga says his plans for the business are underpinned by a mission to rebalance the supply and demand of global talent. I very much support that and to provide more opportunities to those living in developing countries. That's a pretty cool mission. Hey, Saga, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Bill. Uh, really excited to be here. Uh, hello, everyone from Singapore today. From Singapore. So, so Saga is such a pro that he's recording very late at night before before he goes to bed. This is his very last call before he goes to bed. Um, so beyond my introduction, there, why don't you start by telling our listeners a bit more about yourself? Yeah, uh, Bill, thanks for inviting me. I, you know, just a quick one minute intro about myself. I'm Sagar Khatri, a co-founder and CEO of Multiplier. I'm born and bred in India, central part of India, uh, and studied in Mumbai. And then I started my career in investment banking uh, in Tokyo, covering uh, South, more East Asia, such as China, Korea, Taiwan, and Japan. Then somewhere six, seven years ago, I moved to Singapore, uh, where I was still doing M&A for Southeast Asia. Uh, and a brief stint as a CFO for a startup. And after that, I started Multiplier roughly three years ago. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. During the pandemic, um, it became plainly obvious to a lot of organizations that they needed to widen their their talent pools and they needed to embrace remote working and all the rest of it. The conversations that I've had in the last year or so, uh, since we've come through the worst of the pandemic, maybe we're out of the pandemic, that's that's down to some people's uh, opinions and debates. Um, but certainly in the last year, as things have gone back to whatever the new normal is, that there's kind of been a little bit of a pushback that I've received, certainly on, on uh, interviews that I've done where folks are, they're honing back in on on recruiting people internally or at least within their own time zones um why do you believe it's important to the business to be able to tap into wider new talent pools you know we sometimes tend to confuse the word remote and the word global we absolutely would love the word remote but more than that we love the word global if you think about it today we live in a world where talent crunch is a real problem I come from a, a city state called Singapore where we need roughly 100,000 software developers every year, but we only produce 5,000 of them, right? And hence, for organizations in this country to grow, they will have to find talent globally. And, you know, when you talk about the Canada, the US, the UK of the world, the, the problem is even more magnified. So really what we are excited about is the world going global. 
if you you know read a report that Conferi launched some couple of years back, it talks about how dire the talent crunch is going to be. It says that by 2030, the world will face a skilled talent shortage of roughly 85 million talent, which will lead to an unrealized revenue loss of $8.5 trillion. Now, if you think about that number, that's a massive number. It's bigger than the combined economy of Germany and Japan. So really what we are talking about is in this world, if you want to grow a business, talent is such an important asset. And if you want to access high quality talent, you really need to go and access where the talent is located rather where the business is located. And that's where, you know, multiplier plays a crucial role because we firmly believe that no matter where you're born as an individual, you can access the best talent. You can access the best job anywhere in the world. Similarly, no matter where you are incorporated as a business, you can access the best talent anywhere in the world. And, you know, if you think about uh, today's companies, which are, you know, if you ask for a company like Multiplier, if you ask, where's your headquarter? I won't be able to answer that question because we are roughly 400 people across 45 countries with 60 nationalities. Now, I happen to sit in Singapore, but is Singapore really our headquarter? It's difficult to answer. So, the idea really is today's organization will be global from day one. And when you are such an organization, when you look for talent, you don't assign a geography to it. You don't. However, I'm very interested in uh, in um, geopolitics. That's one of my little things that I'd, I'd binge out on YouTube. And um, I, I watch lots of uh, videos by people like uh, People Zion, for example. And uh, you, you mentioned uh, Japan. In, in your answer in just just a moment ago um it's worth noting that uh, right right now japan has a population of about 125 million um but uh, there are lots of countries who are seeing a dec declining population of course uh, so in the case of japan by 2050 that that's estimated to be 106 million and by 2100 that's estimated to fall as low as 75 million this is a big contributing factor isn't it so uh, the fact that a, a lot of uh, what what folks might uh, label as developed developed countries their populations are falling rapidly and it's so much more important therefore to be able to pull on that global talent pool right absolutely bill you know just to add one more anecdote here you talked about japan example and you know we've been hearing about aging population as i said i used to be a banker in tokyo as well so i'm fully aware of japan market but you know somewhere uh, you know what is very interesting for people to know is china like China is a manufacturing superpower today, and it was it has always been looked upon as a as a human resource powerhouse because it has grown so rapidly. But China is one country today which is massively facing talent shortage because of something because of a government policy that was enacted decades ago, which is one child policy. And you know now China is at a stage where because of the one child policy, they really don't have the labor or workforce to even support domestic economic growth, forget about uh, export. So yes, Japan, but even even uh, markets like China. And, you know, Bill, in my earlier comment, I talked about the Conferi study. And that study said the only country in the world which will have talent surplus will be India. Now, I can't tell you how many clients in India we have which are looking for talent abroad because of the talent crunch that India is facing. So that's how pronounced the problem is. Absolutely. In the case of China, here's some quick stats I pulled up, as you were mentioning that. Uh, China's population will decline from 1.426 billion this year to 1.313 billion by 2050 and below 800 million by 2100.
that's incredible that, that's incredible what, what an eye opener okay so at a high level then cigar how, how does boardless employment empower equities of choice then and also opportunity and more inclusion uh, Bill, that's one topic which is very close to my heart, uh, and and you will know why when I raise my second point. Uh, but first things first, you know, as I said, I live in a, a small country called Singapore. Now, our viewers may not know this, and some of some of them may may know. If you travel twenty thirty miles from Singapore, you come to a country called Indonesia, and a funny fact is, for the same qualification, for the same job. For everything remaining the same, the salary reduces to one by fourth. So if I was earning $100,000 in Singapore for a particular role, I would be making at best $25,000 in Indonesia. Now that sounds very unfair. And that's one of the reasons why we started Multiplier because, you know, we believe in a world without limits. We believe you can absolutely do the job that you love without having to leave the people that you love. The second part uh, to your point, Bill, is you know, I, I, I grew up in India and I grew up in a family where my mother never worked after I was born. And by any standard of education, she is at least twice as more educated than I am. Now, that's a massive loss to Indian economy. And, and, and in general, if you think about Asia, Japan, a lot of uh, the other gender always takes a backseat, which most of the time in this part of the world happens to be the women gender. Now, if you allow people to work remotely, if you allow people to work from home, even if they commit 50% of their time, they'll still be able to command 70% of their salary if they were to work in office. And if, if these countries were to ever dream of becoming superpowers, they would have to bring the other gender into economy. And hence, the way remote work can empower women to come back to workforce, I don't think anything else can do that. So... So really, really a big fan of it. The Association for Talent Development Members and Customers are professionals who help others achieve their full potential by improving their knowledge, skills, and abilities in the workplace. They go by many titles, talent development managers, trainers, instructional designers, performance consultants, frontline managers, workplace learning professionals, and more. ATD's members come from more than 120 countries and work in organizations of all sizes and in all industry sectors. Interested in learning more about membership and ATD events? Visit TD.org. I'd like for you now, if you don't mind, to provide a bit of an overview of your global employment solution software and how it can enable businesses to employ compliantly in markets where they don't have a legal entity established because i'm i'm, I'm going to get a lot of companies like yeah we get the importance of a global talent pool and how that's going to fix a bunch of problems for us but my goodness me that sounds like a big legal headache tell us more uh, a quick couple of minutes of good introduction of what we do what our platform does so Essentially, Multiply is a global employment solution that helps companies employ talent globally in 175 countries without having to set up their own legal entity or worry about payroll, benefit, taxes, social contributions, and so on and so forth. Our value proposition to companies or clients is very simple. You just need to find the talent and we'll employ them. We'll take care of 
onboarding that person on the platform. We'll take care of uh, providing them with the right health insurance. We'll take care of the right employment agreement with the right terms in those markets and with the right language. Some of the countries require bilingual contracts. We'll provide that. Post that, we'll take care of their leave, expenses, payroll, social contributions, taxes, and payments. Today, we work with thousands of companies, big and small, and employ tens of thousands of their employees on our payroll, and we do that all compliantly. How do we do that? So what have we done is we have established a network of 100 plus entities in 100 plus countries. We have developed capabilities to run payroll, benefit, taxes, employment contract, leave, expense, payments, social contributions, so that when you hire somebody globally, or when you expand globally, you don't have to. And how do we bring it to you? Via simple three-click software, where you come onto the platform, you input the name of the person. Again, you have to do the talent acquisition. You input the name of the person. You put in their salary. The platform will give you the employment contract then and there. You can sign that. You can manage leave expenses, payments, payroll on the platform itself. And not just that, you can also provide them with laptops, office spaces, and mobile devices. Today, we provide three kinds of uh, modules or services, as you may as you may want to call it. One is the employment of record services, where we'll employ them on our legal entity as if they're a full-time employee. In this scenario, we'll pay them taxes and social contributions in addition to basic salary. The second is freelancer slash contractor which are essentially short-term engagements and you want to pay a freelancer for a project-based work and so on and so forth. The third is running local payroll. So what we also do is if you have an entity in a particular country, we'll be able to only take care of payroll payments and statutory contributions on those entities. And hence, the real valuation of multiplier is employ anyone, anywhere in 30 seconds and three clicks. Can you, can you maybe now share how, how can global employment solutions respond to the talent shortage faced in some markets such as such as Canada and, and the US we've touched upon it so far but um g- g- give them that give them that strategy to, to get them out of the uh, the hot water that they seem to be in at the moment absolutely bill i think uh, you know as multiplier our biggest customer base is in north america including canada us uh, really the idea is Now, if I'm a business in San Francisco, I don't have to spend $400,000 now fighting for that tech talent with the Googles of the world and the the big tech firms of the world in the US. It's extremely easy. You want to, let's say you want to hire a tech talent. The hubs to look out for are, you know, India, Eastern Europe, Latin America. You can go and post the job ad on a LinkedIn in this market. You will get thousands of applications. You can use multiplier platform to figure out what should be their right salary. We'll provide all those content on our website and on our platform. You can understand, let's say a software developer in this market, what should be their salary? What should be their notice period? What should their employment agreement look like? Once you find that person, you can onboard their details on multiplier and we'll take care of the rest. I think what is more important for people to know that there are talent hubs across the globe which can really be accessed via multiplier. For example, if you're talking about marketing folks, Australia has great marketing folks. India has great marketing folks. If you're talking about law talent, Germany or the dark region has great marketing talent. If you're talking about accounting, finance talent, Malaysia, Singapore has great marketing talent, If you're to, uh, great accounting talent. 
if you're talking about creative talent marketing talent brand marketing talent uh, london and uk area is the area to focus again if you're talking about great sales talent australia us are the region to focus so really multiply can help you derive your talent strategy the hubs to focus to get those great talent and employ them compliantly without opening your legal entity once in a while an event series is born that shakes things up it makes you think differently and it leaves you inspired that event is disrupt hr the format is 14 speakers five minutes each and slides rotate every 15 seconds if you're an hr professional a ceo a technologist or a community leader and you've got something to say about talent culture or technology disrupt is the place it's coming soon to a city near you learn more at disrupthr.co so how does multiplier ensure that compliance with local employment laws and regulations in various markets around the, the world happens then i mean i'd imagine that's pretty complicated do, do you have legal experts in all these different places maybe you can share a bit about that and can you also share some examples of how it helps businesses navigate complex legal requirements what, what do you guys do to make sure that everybody's doing everything they need to do to be compliant absolutely i think people sometimes confuse us as hr company fintech company but what we really is bill is a, a compliance tech business uh you know uh, we we our biggest value prop to our client is we'll help you employ compliantly so that there is no penalties tomorrow no compliance risks and no reputation risks how do we do that a we have you know again we've been doing this for long enough we have legal expertise across the globe so we have a massive in-house legal team and we have legal employment legal partners on retainers in each business who keeps on updating our internal knowledge as and when something changes, we get to know about in advance. Second, we have an in-depth knowledge base in-house, uh, which we have created over the years, whether it's tax compliance, labor law compliance, payroll compliance. We have a massive payroll team in-house, uh, which keeps track of everything payroll in each market and in each country uh, to the extent that even if there's a bill, uh, that a parliament might put, uh, put up there, we keep track of it so that we uh, we advise and let know let us let know our clients in advance uh, so that they can prepare for it. Similarly, we have a deep expertise in figuring out what are the benefit requirements of each country, whether it's statutory benefits or insurance or whatnot, whether it's mandatory by law, it's not mandatory by law, but it's a general practice to give it. We provide all those advice to our clients. The, the next part is record keeping and reporting. In many countries, it's important to keep the employee records uh, up till one year or two years after they've resigned so that even if there's a dispute, uh, we can take care of that. So we are, you know, security-wise, compliance-wise, record-keeping-wise, we maintain a very robust database. The next is audit and compliance checks. We have, again, opened entities in all these countries. So we conduct a thorough audit and compliance of all these entities so that our value version to our clients is very simple. We will take care of uh, compliance for you and you should feel safe compli and compliant with Multiplier. You make it sound so easy, eh? Um, okay, uh, I'm going to get you to prove it now then. Uh, are there any are there any uh, use cases, any case studies, any specific success stories that, that you can point to? Absolutely. Well, we, we work with clients, whether they are small businesses, 
whether they are large enterprises such as Amazon or Uber or Singapore Airlines or Singapore government. I think one case study, now that you put me on spot, one case study that comes to mind is there's this global fintech business called Aspire. Uh, their entire global payroll team sits on Multiplier. Uh, they have teams in Italy, Thailand, Indonesia, Canada, uh, Singapore, Vietnam, and the entire global team sits on our payroll. And I think if I'm right, we obviously solve their talent shortage problem. But because of multiplier, they could grow from a 200 headcount to 500 headcount in a couple of years' times because they could find talent. And not just that, they roughly saved a million dollars annually while doing so because uh, they could hire talent in some of the geographies where it's cheaper to hire talent. You are just knocking these questions out of the park today. Good job, good job. Uh, I've got a few more for you before we do wrap up, though. Uh, how does your software address cultural and language barriers, then, that, that businesses may encounter when, when employing workers in foreign markets? And um, also, as part of your answer, are, are there any features specifically designed to facilitate communication and collaboration across different cultures? I think that's a, that's a very integral part of multiplier, Bill. Again, you know, a few anecdotal points here. Uh, we ourselves are a team of uh, 65, 70 nationalities, if I'm not wrong, uh, in 40, 45 countries. Uh, we, what we also do is we localize our platform in, in each country uh, so that, uh, you know, if it's in, in Indonesia, the, 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 the Bahasa language is used. Similarly, in Germany, the German language is used. Similarly, we make sure the customer service or the customer support that we provide, we provide this in all languages because we have uh, folks, as I said, working from different nationalities working with us. Similarly, if you access our website, we'll make it localized to your uh, uh, country so that it's easier for you to navigate and use multiplier as and when you want. So idea really is how do we make multiplier accessible across countries, across cultures, so that language doesn't become a barrier. And we do all of this very compliantly. Okay. Uh, I'd now like you, please, to go under your table and pull out your crystal ball, because I'm looking for predictions from you now. Uh, maybe you can share some predictions for the future of work, you know, as the CEO of a global employment solutions software. So okay, what trends and developments do you foresee in the future of international employment and as part of that how is your company preparing to adapt to these changes i think bill i i love that question uh, you know i think we're sitting at the cusp of a global revolution the number one would be workforces will become more globalized i think 10 years ago bill if we talked about globalization, it meant a US MNC or a Canadian MNC wants to go and sell their product in Europe, which was more termed as access to demand markets. But if we talk about globalization today, the definition has totally changed. It means every company is global from day one because they are seeking access to talent markets. So something like a multiplier, if you ask me, can I build this organization just sitting on a Singapore? Absolutely not. And hence, every company will be global from day one. Uh, that's something that we can see uh, where we're sitting uh, right now. The second big change, which is recently working out, is automation and AI will continue to reshape jobs and tasks across industries. Like lately, 
the kind of demand that we have seen on our platform for AI jobs uh, and the software developers, which are essentially automating lots of menial tasks, have rapidly increased. The third thing that we are seeing, uh, and we hope to see even more in the future, and 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 the trend is pointing towards that, is the choice and opportunities uh, will really determine uh, the next gen of workforce. What that means is, you know, maybe five, ten, fifteen years ago, the balance of power really lied in the hands of employer. Today, that has totally shifted. Today. If or or in the future it will continue to move in that direction, where the employee would ask for all kinds of choices. They will ask for where they want to work from office or remote. They want to work from a particular city. They want to decide their own schedules and so on and so forth. The fourth, uh, you know, point that I would like to highlight, and as I was telling you, Bill, before I was in. Uh, in in Toronto, a uh, couple of weeks back, discussing with the mayor of Vancouver, you know, countries are really gearing up to position themselves as the hubs for talent. What that means is really making it easier to employ, and in the worst case, if the companies need to cut down their size, to let go of employees. Similarly, companies are rethinking about their social contribution and taxes. If you think about it. As a country, if I really want to be providing talent to overseas employers, it should be easier to hire. It should be easier to retire. The taxes should be lower. The social contribution should be accordingly, and hence countries will continue to compete in terms of their competitiveness to become talent hubs. And again, I would like to highlight the the biggest trend, which is company will embrace companies will embrace going global and being global from day one. By virtue of needing to hire globally just to be able to exist and grow. Saga, you're such a mover and shaker. Oh yeah, Bill, I was just in Toronto a couple of weeks ago, hanging out with the mayor of Vancouver. Get you. Um, hey, before we uh, before we <laughs> before we wrap up before we wrap up for today, uh, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe that's through LinkedIn. Maybe you might want to share your email. I bet you're super cool on all over Instagram and places. And of course, how can they learn more about Multiplayer? I wish I had an Instagram account. Will so I my email is sagar at the rate usemultiply dot com. That is s a g a r at the rate usemultiply dot com. And you know, please reach out to me on LinkedIn. I would be very happy to connect with you. I would love to have a chat, not necessarily any agenda, but I would just love to connect. Rock and roll, and there will be links, of course, to Sago's uh, LinkedIn profile and to Multiplier in the show notes, uh, so you can check them out there too, listeners. Um, but that just leaves me to say for today, Saga, you're a gent. Please keep doing what you're doing. I love your mission. Thank you very much for being my guest today. Thanks, Will. It was a pleasure to be here. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.